At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the look ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. You can always hit me up on Twitter. At Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. The first day of the first round of the NCAA tournament is in the books, and what an exciting day it was. Upsets by, wait for it, number 15 seeded St. Peter's over Kentucky in the East region in overtime St. Peter's, the Peacocks from Jersey City, New Jersey, beating Kentucky 85-79. An upset by the 12th seed Richmond Spiders over Iowa in the Midwest, 67-63. There was an upset by the 12th seed New Mexico State over the 5 seed UConn, 70-63 in the West region. An upset by seed only, the 11th seed Michigan over the 6th seed Colorado State in the South region, 75-63. I say only an upset in seed only because Michigan was the favorite in that game. Both 9 seeds beat the 8th seed Creighton over San Diego State in overtime, 72-69. Memphis over Boise State, 64-63. Memphis was the favorite in that game and then you had dogs covering dogs doing a nice job of covering spreads georgia state somehow covered against gonzaga Uh, gonzaga was up just two at the half they went on a ridiculous run in the second half and still georgia state miraculously covers in a game that looked like they were for sure going to cover you also had akron covering a big number against UCLA. Um, You had Vermont covering against Arkansas. You had, let's see, uh, that should be it because North Carolina blew out Marquette. Well, Creighton won outright, but North Carolina blew out Marquette. Michigan covered easily against Colorado State. Memphis covering against Boise State. Murray State covering in overtime against San Francisco. St. Mary's blowing out Indiana. 
Providence covering easily against South Dakota State. Tennessee with a blowout over Longwood. Baylor a blowout over Norfolk. Kansas a blowout over Texas Southern. So that's the wrap-up of the first day of the first round of the NCAA tournament as we gear up for Friday's day two of the first round as we see the brackets potentially busted with the Kentucky lost and who will be upset next. Let's welcome in our college basketball expert, the man they call Hoops. He is Greg Peterson joining me here on The Look Ahead on VSIN and Hoops, Kentucky going down. That had to be the shocker of the day here on Thursday. Oh, you know what? Everyone wanted up having St. Peter's going to the final four in their bracket. I don't know. No, I'm kidding, of course. I did wind up having the points with St. Peter's, so I feel good about that. I felt like 18, 18 and a half was a little bit disrespectful for a team that plays solid defense, but I don't think anyone wound up seeing this Kentucky game really going down the way that it did. The underdog going to overtime, much like we saw with Oral Roberts last year, taking down Ohio State. They always say that that's where dogs wind up going to die, but give all the credit in the world to St. Peter's, a team that they play very solid defense, and they scored 85 points in this game. They really got it going from three-point range. So St. Peter's now going to be matching up with Murray State. Going to be interesting to see how that round of 32 game winds up going. What did you make of the teams that had to deal with travel issues and the way that they came out and performed here? You had Colorado State who had a delay with their travel, and you saw them lose to Michigan. Obviously, Indiana had issues with their travel, and they get dominated by St. Mary's. It was very interesting because with Colorado State, I just felt like they were a little bit outclassed in the second half. They wind up getting up by 15 points, and then we'll call it what it is. They just completely melted down down the stretch. Shooting 35-3 is typically not a recipe for success. And then for Indiana, they were relatively they were relatively, I would say, competitive towards the first half of that game, and then they just completely tailed off. I really think it was bigger for Indiana just because you do have a little bit of a tight turnaround going from playing in Dayton on Tuesday, going out to the West coast on Thursday. So I really think the one that was most affected was Indiana having to go to Portland from Dayton. Just not an easy trip. Let's talk about the games here on Friday. The action gets started with a game. That's basically a pick them Loyola and Ohio state. What did you set this game at? I've got Ohio State as a one and a half point favorite. I think that Ohio State is going to be able to win from within in this one. In that loyal Chicago, does not have a single player that gives you more than five and a half rebounds per game. Lucas Williamson, one of the holdovers from the Final Four, has been solved for this loyal Chicago team. And it's a loyal Chicago team that, to their credit, they're in the top 35 in terms of points scored and points allowed on a per possession basis. But looking at them in conference play, they seem very teeter-totter-ish. They wound up going to overtime against Bradley. They had a tough time with a solid Drake team. But still, if you want to be a seed like they've got in the NCAA tournament, a 10 seed, you should be dominating a little bit more. So I did wind up seeing some things I didn't like there, but they looked very good in the in their conference tournament. With that said, though, I think that Ohio State is going to be able to outclass them because Malachi Branham, ever since the turn of the new year, has been averaging nearly 15 points per contest. Shoots over 40% from three-point range. You do have a couple question marks when it comes to Ohio State down low. Zed Key along Kyle Young are dealing with a few ailments, but 
You've got an Ohio State team that's relatively deep. You've got an All-American candidate in EJ Liddell. I think they win from within. Set Ohio State as a one-and-a-half-point favorite, so I'm willing to lay it here. And the total's interesting as well. This is one in which I'm going to be taking a little bit of a look at the over on. I wound up setting my total at 133, seeing a lot of 132.5s out there. Okay, very interesting. Uh, a couple of games with high point spreads. You got two 14-3 matchups. Texas Tech against Montana State. Purdue against Yale. Do both favorites cover? Do you like the dogs in any of these games? What do you have? I wrote up one of the dogs for DK Nation. I like Montana State. Texas Tech is averaging 24 points fewer per 100 possessions on in a road and neutral court environment rather than at home. And Montana State, they have a dominant on the road. This is a team that at home, they shoot 32.2% from three-point range on the road. Sixth best in all of college basketball, shooting right around 39.4% from three-point range. It's also a Texas Tech team that they had a rebound rate of 59% at home, away from them, 50.1%. Out of the 358 D1 teams, the biggest disparity in all of college basketball, Texas Tech, I just don't think it's going to be able to score quite enough to be able to cover this game. I wound up setting this more around nine. This is a Montana State team that I think is being disrespected. We see it time and time again in the NCAA tournament. These teams that they wind up playing in these more spread out leagues, like the Big Sky, like the Summit League, they wind up being very pesky. They give very good efforts. They're used to being uncomfortable. So I think the Montana State winds up getting the cover here with Purdue. They were one of the heaviest favorites I wound up making. Yale, I just don't think that they've got the horses because you don't have a single guy on the CL team that gives you more than five rebounds per contest. Mm. Azir Swain has been able to give you 19 points per contest, but with Purdue, Travion Williams, Zach Eady combining for 15 rebounds per game. I think that this turns into bully ball. So I'm going to lay it with Purdue. Set them as an 18 and a half point favorite. USC Miami. Who do we trust in this game? We trust in the man that has went 10 and one against the spread in his career as a coach in the NCAA tournament, Andy Enfield. A lot of people like to sh throw shade at Eddie Enfield, but he's made you money in the NCAA tournament. I made USC a three and a half point favorite. Big thing with Miami is that they just don't play defense. They're outside the top 200 with regards to points allowed on a per possession basis. Jordan Miller is able to give you right around six rebounds per game. And to Miami's credit, they do a good job of pickpocketing. They get right around 8.8 .8 steals per contest. But this is a USC team that they've improved a little bit with their free throw shooting. They're shooting overall for the year right around 66.6%. In conference, that was more in the low 70s. Still not terrific, but it's gotten a little bit better. But Isaiah Mobley, he's able to do a solid job. 13 and a half points, eight and a half rebounds. Shoots it well from three fire inch along Drew Peterson and Boogie Ellis. They combine for 25 points. They shoot right around 39% from distance. I think that they're going to be able to do a good enough job of being able to contain Miami from the outside, that they're going to be able to win from within with their better rebounding. Chavez Goodwin giving you six boards per game. So I like USC in this spot. How about Virginia Tech, Texas? We back in Chris Beard? We're back in Chris Beard. I set them as a three-point favorite. Big thing with Texas is that they are very dominant on defense. Top 20 team with regards to points allowed on a per-possession basis. It's a Virginia Tech team that they've got good versatility. Someone like Justin Mutz is able to give you 10 points, seven and a half rebounds, a block and a seal per contest, rolls out the ball well, but they don't necessarily have that one true point guard. They were hoping Storm Murphy would be a little bit more of that, and he's disappointed a little bit this season. I like what I've seen out of Christian Bishop recently, a guy that's able to give you five and a half points per game out of Texas. Now, Trey Mitchell has been out of the full for them for quite a while. He's been dealing with some personal things, but I do think that having Marcus Carr not turning the ball over as much, 
six turnovers in the last five games. That's going to allow Texas to be efficient enough on offense to be able to get it done. Do you mind up saying my total at 130 as well? I think that you wind up getting a little bit of late game felling. I think that the total is a little bit too low. So laying the very small number here with Texas and looking at an over. About 30 seconds left, Greg. Notre Dame, Alabama. Are we fading the Irish after that double overtime game? You wind up seeing it with Indiana going from the first four and just being out of gas. I think that that's going to happen against an Alabama team that's in the top 50 with regards to possessions per game. Set Alabama as a five and a half point favorite. So I'm going to be willing to lay it. And I do think that Tired Legs going to be taking hold with the total. Set it at a 149 and a half. So north of 150, looking at the total under. Greg, appreciate the time and the insights. Good luck with the bets. Enjoy the games tomorrow. Scott, always a pleasure. Looking forward to it. Thank you. He is Greg Hoops Peterson. Be sure to download Coast to Coast Hoops wherever you get your podcasts from or simply head to vcin.com slash podcasts. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-O-N-A-I-R. Coming up next, we'll be joined by Tom Casale from NBC Sportsbet as we continue to talk about the first round of the NCAA tournament here on vcin. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This segment of The Look Ahead is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke free, spit free, and available in 10 varieties, and they come in two strengths so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide. Visit Zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN. Joining us now is Tom Casale from NBC Sportsbet. And Tom, when you looked at the games here that went down in the first day of the first round, besides the Kentucky loss, because obviously that was shocking, which upset caught you by surprise? Yeah, I think it was Iowa, Richmond. I only act, I had one play today, and it was Iowa. And it's one of those games you put in early, and I got like minus nine. And uh, by by the time today rolled, at Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare all around i hated the bet you're just like <laughs> oh man and it was more of a fade on richmond i just I, I guess i had richmond rated too low coming into the tournament it certainly wasn't because i thought iowa was this great basketball team but 
I only I've only bet in Iowa one time this year, and the reason is is because they're so reliant on that three point shot. You know, it's today we saw it not go down, and they just had one of those games. The other thing too is it, this happens a lot in the tournament. They look like they were playing in quicksand. You never really know who's gonna who's gonna come to play and who isn't. And you know, for again, a perfect example is I I don't think UCLA was playing in quicksand. I thought Akron was a good team that really mm-hmm. brought it to them. I thought Iowa didn't look like they were there from the beginning. And, you know, that happens sometimes when you win a tournament and you just can't get that emotion back. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you looked at uh, the other upset. It was New Mexico State over UConn. You know, a lot of people that I spoke to, Tom, said that these two teams were almost mirror images of each other. And and the fact that this was north of a six-point spread was was a gift to take New Mexico State. Now, I wish I would have had it on the money line, but I'm not that bold. Uh, but New Mexico State gets the win now. And when you look at this team, can you consider backing them moving forward in a second-round matchup? Yeah, I had UConn going pretty far, but the first game scared the heck out of me because just what you said, it was a very even type game. I thought UConn would, the surprising thing to me is UConn got dominated on the boards, especially early in the game. I mean, that really never happens to UConn. So that was a great game by New Mexico State. Listen, the team's got length. It's got size. But, uh, you know, I'm wondering, though, if Arkansas, you know, Arkansas played a tough team today. They they got through it. UCLA is the same way. Played a tough game, got through it. Sometimes those teams look better in the second game. But I do think Arkansas-New Mexico State is an intriguing matchup. What did you make of Memphis's performance against Boise State? Because Memphis is a team that, you know, on paper, they should be really good. And at times they look like it, but it – Oftentimes this season, they don't look anything like what they should look like. Yeah, the the one thing about Memphis that scares me is they only have one point guard, and he got hurt today. He hurt his ankle, and that's kind of been their weak spot all season. You know, it's too bad a Boogie Ellis uh, transferred out because I think Memphis would have been a much more dangerous team with another ball handler. That scares me against Gonzaga because they're going to have to keep up with them. I do think the way Memphis is built is the way you beat Gonzaga by getting your guards, by getting quick players off the dribble. We saw the Zags struggle with that a little bit today against against Georgia State, and that's why I wasn't sold on them winning the national championship. I think athletic teams can bother them. I'm just worried with that injury. Memphis won't be able to keep up. North Carolina with a blowout win over Marquette. Uh, Baylor takes care of their business. This is a fun second-round matchup. Can the Tar Heels send Baylor packing? I think they can, and I actually took it in my bracket. Not that that matters, because it's in the garbage already. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I thought if – see, with North Carolina and Michigan are kind of similar, right? You don't really know which team's going to show up. And when the Tar Heels show up, they're good. So I, I wanted them to get by that first-round game, you know, and get to Baylor. They did. I think they present some matchup problems for Baylor inside. You know, the Bears don't really have a lot of size after losing their big guy for the season. So if Carolina plays smart – isn't turning the ball over. I think this is going to be a back-and-forth, fast-paced game. You see the total there right around 150. I would also maybe look at a North Carolina team total over here. Yeah, very interesting. You mentioned Michigan. Uh, Do they have what it takes now to advance and beat a Tennessee squad that looked uh, really, really good against an inferior opponent today? I would say no. Uh, I've, I've been. It's weird that I bet Iowa because I can't stand the Big Ten. I, I'm betting against pretty much every one of their teams next, uh, tomorrow. But I, I just think 
what Michigan does well, Tennessee guards well. They, they guard the paint well. They make you take outside shots. They rebound well. I don't know if this is a great matchup for Michigan. But again, you know, Michigan, Michigan and UNC are two teams that are much more talented than their seed. They were just inconsistent throughout the season. So we'll see which Michigan team shows up. I just think at some point, Tennessee's defense is going to lock them down and the Vols will pull away. Tom Providence, uh, one of the most disrespected teams uh, when it came to the line that came out. It was the shortest line ever for a uh, 4-13 matchup as they were only two-point favorites over South Dakota State, and it seemed like everybody was on South Dakota State, but Providence takes care of business. Now, I guess they look out because they have Richmond here in the second round. Are the Friars going to the Sweet 16? Yeah, I think they will. Again, I'm going to have to reevaluate Richmond because I had them rated uh, so poorly coming into the tournament and they beat Iowa. But I, I do think, you know, Providence, what are they, a two and a half point favorite yeah. now over the Spiders again? <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? And you just, the problem with, for me betting against Providence, and I said this about the first round game, is where's the value? You know, you're taking a team like South Dakota State that plays a bunch of nobodies in their conference. And I know it's impressive that they haven't lost, but they haven't played a team like Providence. So when you're only getting two and a half points you're basically betting a team to win so i think providence gets it done and gets to the sweet 16 yeah i would agree with you let's take a look at uh friday's schedule it starts with the game that's a pick em. it's Loyola and ohio state what do you make of this matchup well me and every other human being on earth are on Loyola, so i can see where this is going but so ohio that state first... wins got it i'll write <laughs> yeah. that down that's that you know that was the game that right away stood out to me because i think Loyola matches up really well with them we'll see if ohio state has all their players back there's rumors they're coming back i mean one of them had a concussion so kyle young will have to see if he plays i just like I think Loyola can shut them down around the perimeter, and it's going to be tough for Ohio State to score. So if Ohio State wins, it's going to have to be a low-scoring slugfest. I just think Loyola's built to win in the tournament. I actually have them beating Villanova, too, so we'll see what happens. But I like the Ramblers in this game. Ooh, how dare you say you have them beating Villanova? <laughs> Villanova I got Villanova going all the way. Uh, and and I like them at twenty five to one as well. Uh, well, again, my, my again, I wouldn't go by my brackets. I don't even know where they are to after tonight. Uh, we have uh, Auburn takes on Jacksonville State in the second game of the day, tipping off around twelve forty Eastern time. Right, Auburn's a fifteen and a half point favorite. But when I looked at Jacksonville State, they fit two criteria, Tom, that I really love when it comes to the NCAA tournament. A team that has veteran leadership that's been together because they have over 80% of their minutes returning from a season ago and a top three-point shooting team in the nation, which is what they qualify for. So does Jacksonville State have the recipe to you to keep this within 15? Yeah, I certainly wouldn't lay that number in this tournament. I mean, we saw it tonight. It's just too much. These teams just aren't aren't that much better than other teams. But here's the thing with this game is, you know, Jacksonville State's probably not going to get a rebound. So the three-pointers have to go in because Auburn has such a big size advantage. And the one other thing that would worry me is Jacksonville State turns the ball over a lot. And Auburn can generate ball pressure and create turnovers. I, I wouldn't lay points in any of these games. So if you like the underdog, you're speaking my language. I think most of these games are going to be close. And if Jacksonville State's hitting their threes, they can certainly keep this within the number. How about Texas Tech against Montana State? Another big number there. Uh, Texas, Tech, Texas Tech with uh, the defense, we know, but not a lot of offense. 
Yeah, this was something when it came out, I said, you know, look at the first half line. I think Montana State can stay with them for a while. Texas Tech's defense always scares me because sometimes they go on 14 nothing runs where you can't score against them. So maybe they expand that lead in the second half. But Montana State's a team I've bet a couple of times in the Big Sky Conference. They actually have the best defense in that conference. So I think it's a pretty good matchup for them. Uh, I would lean more, though, them keeping it close for a half and, and don't have to worry about Texas Tech's defense locking them down at some point any potential lean on the total for that game maybe looking under with these defenses yeah i think this will be a low scoring game uh, they'll both play slower and, and and if montana state's in the game they'll try to limit possessions yeah right now i'm seeing 132 and a half uh see if you can find the best of that number tom hang with me through the break we're going to continue to run down the schedule here on friday and also i would like to know what you had in your bracket that is in the garbage somewhere with Kentucky being eliminated. But you can tell me who the rest of your final four was coming up next. He is Tom Casale from NBC Sports Bet. You follow him on Twitter at the Tom Casale. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We'll continue to break down Friday's games here in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Coming up next, this is the look ahead here on VSIN. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Wendy's and Adult Swim's Rick and Morty are teaming up to invite Las Vegas locals and basketball fans to get Swifty at the first ever Morty's Mayhem Pop Up. Located at Resorts World's East Garden Plaza, the immersive experience brings the show off the screen and onto the strip with never-before-seen animations of Wendy's breakfast characters in the Rick and Morty universe and the return of the elusive Pickle Rick Pickle Frosty. Boom! Big reveal. While in the alternate universe, fans can also play a life-size game of Plinko, score exclusive swag, and try items from Wendy's delicious menu lineup. Check out Wendy's Morty's Mayhem at Resorts World right here in Las Vegas. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, rejoined by Tom Casale from NBC Sports Bet. And Tom, let's talk about a couple of games that you're on here for Friday's first round slate. Let's start with Texas and Virginia Tech. You know, I've always said fade the teams that go on the runs in the conference tournament. Virginia Tech would qualify right there into that category as a team that went on a run in their conference tournament. Is that where you're leaning here, uh, going with Texas against Vatek? I am. You know, Virginia Tech has, has struggles sometimes with teams that can really pressure the ball, and that's what Texas does well. The other thing is, is I just think the line's a little off. I have Texas minus three in this game. You know, if it was a if it was a few weeks ago, what would the line be in this game? The I think Virginia Tech's run in the ACC tournament has this number a little skewed. Uh, listen, Texas is inconsistent. I don't know if Chris Beard has the right mix there, but I think they match up pretty well with Virginia Tech. They're going to pound them on the boards, so I like them laying one point. Yeah, I like that as well. Uh, and why lay the one point? Just go Texas on the money yeah, line. Money they're they're going to win that game. Uh, how about Chattanooga, Illinois? It, it seems like Chattanooga is the trendy dog, but we also saw the trendy dog go down today in South Dakota State. 
Yeah, well, I, I was on Chattanooga in November, and I watched their championship game, and the guy hit the, you know, Batiste hit the number, uh, shot at the buzzer, and as soon as he did that, I was like, oh, darn it, now everybody's going to be on this team, <laughs> and that's kind of what happened. Um, I just, listen, when we're in the tournament and we're looking at teams like this, you mentioned it before we came on, you want experience, I want teams that can rebound, I want teams that don't turn the ball over, and teams that are good free throw shooters. That'll keep you in games. Chattanooga has three players that can play pretty much anywhere. So they're one of the most talented uh, mid-major teams. And I just don't like the way Illinois plays defensively. They let too many players uh, beat them off the dribble. I, I think Illinois is a team that looks better on paper than they are in real life. So I'm going to take the points here. Yeah, uh, I think uh, absolutely that's the way I'm leaning with here. Chattanooga is a team that does fall into the category of the experienced team returning a bunch of their minutes from a season ago. Let me ask you real quick about this LSU-Iowa State game because LSU is in a really interesting spot here because Will Wade gets fired with everything going on there within the program. So you have a team that goes to the NCAA tournament and is going to have an interim coach. Is this a spot where... It, are they fade material or do you do you play on them because maybe they rally around each other? Yeah, I think you hit it on the head. It could go either way. If this, I like LSU. I think they're the better team. I think they're going to create a lot of turnovers. They're going to get a lot of easy buckets. They're athletic. They were actually a team I was looking to bet in this tournament because they match up. They're hard to match up with if you don't see them a lot. So I do lean them. It's just hard to know which way they're going to go with the coach. My gut tells me they'll rally around them and get a win or two, but they could also be one of those teams that shows up and looks like they don't want to be there. But I, I do think this uh, line is a little low for LSU. The 12-5 matchups were uh, good for the underdogs here on Thursday. So let's talk about a 12-5 matchup on Friday. UAB and Houston with the Cougars laying eight and a half. Yeah, you know, a lot of people think Houston is being disrespected, and maybe they are. But if you look at their body of work, their best win of the season came on Sunday against Memphis. Mm -hmm. uh, they've only they only beat two teams in the tournament, Memphis and Bryant. They don't have a lot of great wins this year. I think they're a very good team, but UAB matches up pretty well with them. They can rebound. If you can't rebound against Houston, you have no chance because they're going to kill you on the glass. UAB rebounds well. You know, they have a star in Jelly Walker who can get the ball in the hoop. Uh, they can create some problems for them defensively. You know, I know a lot of, listen, a lot of the metric people love Houston. Uh, we'll see if I'm right or wrong. I just think they're a touch overvalued here, so I'm going to take the eight and a half. Davidson and Michigan State, another game that's essentially a pick with Sparty, just a one-point favorite. Davidson does have elite three-point shooting, but when it comes to Michigan State, it's Tom Mizzo, and it's hard to bet against him in March. So where are you leaning with this game? It is, but if you look at Izzo, he has as many early exits as he does final four runs. So he's all or nothing. He's either going to take the team. I don't know if he has a team this year, to be honest with you. I, I watched this Michigan State team. I think Izzo's done a great job just to get this many wins out of him. Mm. I like Davidson here. I think they match up pretty well. This is going to be a close game, right? It's going to depend on how well Davidson is shooting the three, but I think they have enough to win this game. Another trendy dog is Colgate going up against Wisconsin. And again, I bring up the fact that they fall into both of my categories. Team that returned a bunch of their minutes from a season ago and elite three-point shooting. So do we like Colgate to, uh, as Greg Peterson said yesterday on the show, be minty fresh against yeah. Wisconsin? 
Yeah, well, Colgate was a trendy dog last year, and I yes. backed the Brinks truck up on Arkansas because it was a terrible matchup for Colgate. <laughs> I follow the Patriot League pretty closely, and Colgate's not going to be the team that athletic that runs like that. This sets up pretty well for Colgate. You know, they would get beaten up on the boards against a physical team, maybe like a Texas, right, who was just going to outman them on the boards. Wisconsin doesn't really do that. They're not a great rebounding team. Teams are pretty similar. I think they're going to try to spread each other out. You know, how how healthy is Johnny Davis? We, he didn't look good in the Big Ten tournament. I think this is the year with the team coming back. They've been to the tournament a couple times. I think Colgate can keep this game close. Let's just hope they're not like two for 28 from three. Yeah, that's, that would be the, the death knell. Uh, USC Miami, uh, who do we trust more in this matchup? Because every time I watch USC, I get more and more frustrated with this team, and my heart just wants to bet against them. But I don't know if that's the right move here. This USC is in an interesting bracket because I think they actually match up better with Auburn. Now, I have an Auburn futures ticket, so I'm rooting for Miami because USC has got the size and the zone to play against Auburn, and they'll make the guards try to beat them. But the thing with Miami is all Miami does is shoot threes. So they're going to shoot over that zone, even though USC has the size edge. So this is a tough one for me to, to really uh, pin down because USC has got the advantage with the size. But if Miami's hitting shots, they're going to kill that zone. I lean Miami a little bit here. As a, like I said, as an Auburn ticket holder, I hope they get the win. Alabama and Notre Dame, uh, we saw what happened to Indiana after playing that play-in game and then dealing with the travel. Notre Dame not only dealing with that, but they played into double overtime against Rutgers. And as much as I wanted to take Rutgers against Alabama, if they would have won that game, Tom, I think I got to go with uh, Bama against Notre Dame. Yeah, it's the toughest team in college basketball to predict, right? Like who mm -hmm. what Alabama team is going to show up. So what you're going to see here, they, these two teams might set a record for the most three-point shots in a game. Alabama loves shooting the threes, even though they can't make any. Notre Dame, we know, is going to put up a lot of threes. I think it's whoever whoever gets to the rim more. Uh, that will probably be Alabama. Alabama doesn't always have big size edges and size advantages, but I think they have enough down low to take care of Notre Dame. One final game, TCU Seton Hall. Are we flipping a coin in this one? Because I don't know who's going to win. <laughs> I don't either. I tell you what, I bet a futures ticket on Seton Hall a long time ago. Uh, little did I know that that one was going to last longer than my Kentucky. <laughs> That's how the tournament goes, huh? I lean Seton Hall a little bit, but uh, that, like you said, it's a coin flip. Yeah, I mean, TCU looked so good in those two games against Kansas, but at other times this season, uh, non, you know, non-competitive at times. So tell me who the rest of your final four was, Tom. So I lost two teams tonight. I took UConn. Uh, Ooh, wow. I was going to, yeah, well, I, I wanted to go against Gonzaga and their region because I, I didn't think they were quite as good. So it was between UConn and uh, Arkansas. And here was, my, here was my thought process. Arkansas had a better chance to get upset. So I, yeah. I went with UConn and then UConn got upset. So that was one of them. And then obviously Kentucky. I've been high on Kentucky all season. Uh, listen, I'm a Matt guy. I live near Siena. I know how good St. Peter's plays defensively. But to be honest, I thought it was a bad matchup for them. And they, they came out. They got in foul trouble they got dominated in the paint and they still got the upset so it was a heck of a win for them yeah and on the other side what do you got you got kansas uh uh yeah. and arizona yeah kansas and arizona still looking yeah. good because they haven't played yet or kansas did they got their, yeah. their easy win so we'll see creighton got an injury tonight so they should advance to the sweet 16 yeah i agree with you there tom appreciate the time and the insight good luck on your bets enjoy the games tomorrow
Great. Thanks for having me. Here is Tom Casale. Check him out at NBC Sports Bet. Coming up next, uh, we're going to welcome in Dan Leach, the host of the Detroit City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers for us here at VSIN. Dan is in Vegas. He had a very successful first day of the NCAA tournament. And anytime you get Dan on, he is always excited to talk about his action. So we'll find out what he has in store for day two of the first round coming up here on Friday. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Spur a share of $40,000 this March with Xfinity Unbeatable Power Picks. Connect to the cash with winning picks against the spread in eight free to play pools and compete for your share of $5,000 per pool. Head to DraftKings.com slash Xfinity Power Picks now to join the action. Xfinity, stream basketball, and more basketball with speeds faster than a gig. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Work. Let's now bring in host of the Detroit City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers for us here at VSIN and host on 97 won the ticket in Detroit. He is Dan Leach, the man who had a very successful opening day of the NCAA tournament and is probably out celebrating somewhere. What's up, Dan? Oh, we got to get Dan's audio up, and I'm sure we'll get that taken care of. As uh, What a great intro, and then he just, just hung up on me. Just so rude. Uh, but Dan went 7-1 and one with his opening round uh, picks here. Uh, Murray State, Providence, Michigan, Memphis, North Carolina. Uh, but he missed out on Nor- uh, UConn was the game that he had, and they were obviously upset. I uh, want to find out what he thinks about this Michigan team. Let's welcome in Dan. What's up, man? You there? 
I am definitely here. Sorry. It's just got to get, as you know, crazy on the script right now. Yes, it's St. Patrick's Day. It's the first day of the NCAA tournament. You're feeling yourself after a successful day here on Thursday. Let's talk about those Wolverines. How impressed were you in their opening matchup? Listen, uh, you know, the, the Wolverines are the kind of team that if they can get things going, they're capable of going on a long, sustained run of this tournament. The problem is, Obviously, missing Devontae Jones, that really hurt. But they're the kind of team that can let down at the biggest times in the game. Today, you saw what Hunter Dickinson could do. You saw what Eli Brooks could do. You saw what Houston could do. And once Michigan got it going, they were not going to be denied. So for me, and I've been saying this on my show, the Detroit City guys for a while, Michigan could have lost in the first round. They could go to the Final Four. This is the kind of win they needed. They can get past a tough Colorado State team. With David Roddy, so well coached by Baghdad, they had a real shot at going on a prolonged run, and that's why I'm feeling great right now about it. So are you taking the points against Tennessee? Oh, I, I actually thought in my head before he came out, I thought it would be seven. So I'm seeing the five and a half and the sixes. We'll have to see what Jones' status is. But either way, I'm definitely taking the points because Rick Barnes is a noted choker. Tennessee looked great, but it's a terrible team today. And I just think that if Jones comes back, the defense that Michigan played in the big moments against the Rams, the way they can shoot it around the perimeter, it's going to be a close game. That Michigan might lose Tennessee's a very, very talented team, and it can get you inside and outside. But to me, I look at the Wolverines as having confidence, gaining momentum. They had their stops and starts at times, including against Indiana in the Big Ten tournament. But I think this team is really kind of feeling like they know they're capable of beating anybody if they play their best. Dan, let me ask you about Ohio State. You're obviously familiar with them as well. How do they match up with this Loyola team, and who are you taking in the first matchup here on Friday? Yes, yeah, as you know, huge Ohio State fan. I got Buckeye, Scarlet, and Gray everywhere in my bathroom and house. Now, I have zero trust for the Buckeyes, who I think backed into the tournament, lost to Nebraska. If you lose to Nebraska, you should get relegated to, like, a non-Power 6 conference. <laughs> so, for me, I look at Loyola Chicago, Yes, that low Chicago team with this Regina went to the Final Four, but they're so fundamentally sound. They can shoot the rock. Ohio State of all the Big Ten teams definitely back into the tournament, and I have a zero trust factor with Ohio State. I am all about the Ramblers tomorrow. Who should be on upset alert tomorrow? I think that you look at the toothpaste kids from Colgate, Wisconsin, to be a very good team, and they also can really go into droughts. I think Colgate is a live dog. I took a plus eight. I think it's not that much of an upset, but Bob Tech's going to beat Texas. I mean, Texas has Chris Beard. Yes, they're a talented team, but they are super inconsistent. Bob Tech had a great run through the ACC tournament. If you look at a lot of the teams, got the end of the season with momentum. A lot of those teams won today. So for me, even though it's a, you know, basically a pick game, I think Bob Tech is an 11 team, much like Michigan is going to win that game. What about Chattanooga against Illinois? They seem to be a trendy dog. Yeah, the choo-choos aren't going to be in Illinois. Stay away. God, not to brag, but I, I won 7-1 today. All the plays given out of my show. And I went against the sexy pick of South Dakota State. I went against the sexy pick of the under in the Creighton-San Diego State game. I'm definitely going against the sexy pick of Chattanooga. I mean, can I give it close? Sure. But I think Kobe Colbert and Illinois are going to dominate in the paint. But I think in the end, they're going to cover the spread. While I have you, Dan, I got to bring this up. The Detroit Pistons have covered 12 straight games now. Or is it 13? I lost count because this team is just incredible. 
I took them as a three-point dog. They win outright against the Magic. We got to keep riding this streak, right? We're playing them against the Cavs in their in their next game, right? Yeah, this is the greatest thing about the Pistons. This is not confirmed. This is just my, my, my feeling. They sit Cade mysteriously. They sit Jeremy Grant. I didn't want to lose for a better draft pick. And they still win because Sitting Bay took over the NBA in the single game last night. I was all over the, the Pistons plus the three as well. I didn't care the guys were out. You got to, it's like the, with the Calgary Flames, we're going crazy, winning all those games straight. You wrote them. You got to ride the Pistons. Detroit basketball. They are absolutely red hot now against the spread. Dan, go celebrate your seven and one day, and let's hope to do it again here tomorrow. Let's do it. Always a pleasure, man. There he is, Dan Leach, host of the Detroit City Cast for us, presented by Bet Rivers. And of course, you can hear him on 97.1 The Ticket in Detroit. Had a very successful day here in the first day of the first round of the NCAA tournament. And yes, take a Side note here from college basketball, and let's talk about the NBA. It is now, what, there are 13 straight covers or 12 straight covers for the Pistons, um, and it's just been incredible what they've been up to. And Sadiq Bey scoring 51 points in this matchup. It's the NBA's eighth 50-point game in the month of March. That's just unbelievable. Um that's the most in a single calendar month over the last 50 seasons. Overall, there have been 17 50-point games this season. Bay is the 13th player to pull off that feat. That's the most in an NBA season in NBA history. And he is the youngest player in Pistons history to have a 50 point game and yeah is it a coincidence that it was against the magic no probably not because uh Kyrie Irving had 60 against them a couple days ago so the magic are just giving up a lot of points but keep riding this streak here for the Pistons coming up next for them will be a game on Saturday in Cleveland so you know they're going to be catching points I'll take them because they are just on a ridiculous run here against the spread. Speaking of ridiculous runs against the spread, that's what the New York Knicks are on as well, as they have covered one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight against the number. And so I would look for the Knicks here at home against the Wizards on Friday. Just uh, I know everyone's all, you know, overwhelmed with college basketball, and that's great. But let's keep an eye on what's going on in uh, the other leagues because there are some really great opportunities. As I mentioned, the Pistons were a essentially a free bet here on Thursday night it was the only NBA game on the schedule. They were getting three points and they went out right. And uh, they're going to be a great bet here coming up on um, Friday or excuse me on Saturday. And uh, the Knicks are probably going to be a great bet going on um, here on Friday. Pistons 12, 0 and one ATS uh, 13 straight if you got the four and a half. That's what, uh, that, that's what it was when they lost by four a couple of nights ago or, a couple, or last week. They lost by four, and if you got the four and a half, then it's 13 straight covers. That game was against the Clippers. If you didn't get the four and a half and you got it at four, well, then it's just a push. So 12-0-1 
against the spread. 13-0 if you got that great number. I will be playing them catching points on Saturday against the Cavaliers. Just like I'll be playing the Knicks as a favorite on Friday against the Wizards. Riding these hot streaks of teams against the spread. I'm Scott Sadenberg. You hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We're going to continue to look through the brackets, find out the games that we can take advantage of here for Friday's schedule. We'll take an early look at the games on Saturday for the second round and find out who will punch their tickets to the Sweet 16. Plus a breakdown of the Friday schedule on the ice and in the NBA as well. That's all coming up. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Once again, hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Rules are just like rules are just like at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar see for yourself when you sign up today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bed 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply from bbc radio 4 britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip i thought in that moment oh my god we've summoned something from this board this is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare 